Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, this is Monday morning discipleship, our Monday morning discipleship. And uh, we like to come on each and every uh, Monday morning and try to give you an additional word to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so here we're going to wrap up our series. We've been doing a series called A Gospel for Marginalized People. Um, I believe this is episode number 10. And I'm not even going to guess on y'all today. I'm going to go back in here and look and make sure that I'm in the right place. But I, I do believe this is episode 10. And so uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Um, and we told you uh, last week we had about this is episode 10. So it's nice, nice round number, 10, 10 episodes. And I told you we we're going to wrap it up um, this week kind of with a conclusion um, and just share some closing thoughts uh, concerning that. And so, again, we've been dealing with this for uh, 10 podcasts, a gospel for marginalized people. And so we've been talking about how Jesus ministered to the marginalized, how um, Jesus ministered to those people um, that at some points didn't necessarily have anybody looking out for them. And we did this in the vein one more time. Um, if you want a full explanation of how we got here, you can go back and listen to the the first podcast in this series. Um, but but uh, we did this in the vein of, of a response, if you will, to the All Lives Matter crowd when they were struggling to when they're still struggling, I guess, uh, to say black lives matter. Uh, they're still struggling to say that because they say, well, no, all lives matter. And they didn't really understand it. And so um, not necessarily in response to the world, but in response to the church, because we saw people in the church. And again, you'll find that explanation in the first podcast, but we had church people saying, well, no, Jesus cared about all lives. And so we kind of went on a, a 10 week crusade, if you will, to show um, in certain areas in scripture, how Jesus was constantly dealing with marginalized people constantly, constantly. And so um, this last scripture, we're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you a couple more thoughts on this last scripture that we, we chose in Matthew eight. And uh, we're going to give you this, and then we're going to give you some closing thoughts on this series. And then on next week, we'll be into another series um, the Lord hasn't given me direction on that as of yet, but we will certainly uh, be into a new series on next week. So here, here we were last week. We we're dealing with Matthew chapter eight, verses one through three. Matthew eight, verses one through three. We were dealing with Jesus cleansing a leper. And I'm going to go ahead and read that because I wanted to share some more thoughts on the multitude that was there. And then we're going to give you some closing thoughts and then we'll be out of here on today. Um, Matthew chapter eight, verses one through three, just these three verses, right? And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version first. Word of God says this, Matthew chapter eight, verse one, it says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him and behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him and, and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed immediately. His leprosy was cleansed, right? So, so there we are in just those three verses. Uh, there's a fourth verse where Jesus tells him to, uh, uh, to tell nobody, right? But, but there's a, that's another, we, we don't want to get into that today. Um, there's a reason that Jesus told him that, but that's not really the focus of our conversation. So um, here we are. We talked about this last week. And uh, even before I recorded this tonight, um, I was, I was re-listening, re uh, listening again, if you will, uh, to last week's podcast and I, I got stuck on the point, uh, really, really almost caused me, you know, to feel some kind of way of shouting, if you will, as a preacher. Uh, I made the statement last week 
um, dealing with this text. And I, I made the statement that in verse three, Jesus put his hand, uh, put out his hand and touched him and saying, I am willing be cleansed. And I made the statement that Jesus did something before he said something. And so I'm going to preach that one day, by the way. Um, but Jesus actually did something before he said something. And I made that statement in relation to the fact that oftentimes in today's society, when we see marginalized people, we're more likely to say something before we actually do something. And this is how we sometimes slip into lip service because we start talking about what a shame. Oh, that's sad. Somebody ought to do something. And we say things or this day in this day and age of social media, we post things. Right. And we'll put it out there. But then we don't really follow up with any action. And we think it's enough that we posted or we said something. And in this text we see here. And again, I got stuck on that point when I was listening to last week's uh, podcast. I got stuck on the fact that I said, man, Jesus actually did something first. Before he said something, the Bible said he put out his hand and he touched him. And he said, I'm willing. Be cleansed. But but we all know, again, immediately in the Bible says immediately his leprosy was cleansed. A touch from Jesus changes things. His healing came when Jesus touched him. He touched him. That's why he reached out his hand and touched him. And he says, I am willing. Because the man said, if, if you want to do something, you can do something about this. And so even even as, as I mentioned last week, I'm not going to re-record re, re it, if you will. Um, I talked about the state of this nation and they're arguing over stimulus money. And I said, if you guys really wanted to do something, you could do it. And wh where we are right now, again, there's a lot of people in this country right now that are marginalized. And by the way, it's it's affecting disproportionately African-American people, but it ain't got no color on it. There's plenty of white people in this country that are struggling financially right now because of this government's dragging their feet. And what you hear coming from the government, because all these marginalized people right now, nobody says we can't do it. They're unwilling to do it. And, and so, again, I, I don't want to hear anything about, well, we can't keep spending that kind of money. As I say to my wife often, I say, let a war break out. So if a war broke out, we would go to war. Nobody would say, well, we can't afford a war, so we just need to surrender. If a war broke out, we'd go to war. And the last time that this country was in this type of position financially was when we went to war unnecessarily. But anyway, let me get back on task here. At the end of the day. He says, if you're willing now, let, let me focus on what I wanted to focus on today. Um, I want to talk about these multitudes. and Then I'm going to give you all a closing thought. And then we're going to be done with this and we'll be into something else on next week. What, one of the things that, that I noticed when I pulled this text and uh, I felt like this was this had to be the end of it. Uh, when, when we look at the situation, large crowds, the New Living Translation says large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. And suddenly a man approached him and knelt before him, right? So in the midst of the large crowd, the marginalized approaches Jesus. And I said to you all last week, the multitudes are mixed. There's a mixed group of people. There are people who are following Jesus because they probably have some issues. And there are some people who are just following him just to follow him, just to be there, right? The multitudes follow, but this person that has a specific issue comes up. And in a sense, he kind of jumps the line, if you want to say it like that. He just gets to the front of the line and says, Jesus, I got this problem. And I told you all last week, the lepers weren't allowed to be amongst the people. 
because it was contagious. So, so he didn't care. He was tired. I need your help right now. And if you're willing, you can do something about it. And what we have when we start saying things like all lives matter and we don't consider marginalized people or people who are struggling with their own issue or whatever, what we have in those moments, my brothers and my sisters, is, again, we, we've got people that are saying, what about me? What, what about my issues? What about my thing? I, I know he's there. I know we got homeless people. I know black people are killed at a dis- disproportionately higher rate by policemen than anybody else. I know that there's systemic racism. Everybody don't, every, well, everybody don't acknowledge it. Some of them, some of them that won't acknowledge it, they actually do know it. They just refuse to acknowledge it. I know that we have these issues that cause a group of people to say, can you all pay attention to what we're going through? I know that this man has leprosy, but I've got problems too. And so this multitude that's following Jesus, there was no doubt people in that group because the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun. There's probably no, no doubt there's people in that group that are saying, what about my problems? Oh, has he got leprosy? Yeah, I, I know you got this problem. But what about my problem? And I wrote a note down that I said I was going to kind of end on today as we, we deal with all lives matter versus focusing in on specific groups. And, and what's interesting, y'all, is that, um, you know, I've seen people post uh, memes on social media that really, really, really crystallized this thing for me. You know, people said, listen, when the Twin Towers were blown up and everybody sent resources to York, to New York, nobody said all cities matter. When a madman was shooting people out of a, a hotel room in Vegas and we sent our prayers to Las Vegas, nobody said all cities matter, right? When Columbine happened, nobody said all high schools matter. When Sandy Hook happened. Nobody said all, uh, uh, all schools matter. We understand that sometimes some people need special attention. We as a people understand that where, where, where this nation struggles and they don't want to hear about race all the time. It's because it seems like when stuff is happening to black people, that's when people say, well, everybody matters in this text. We see this multitude and Jesus ministering to this marginalized person. In the context of what we've been talking about for the last 10 weeks, those of you that are in the multitude, and you don't have a pressing issue, an issue like a, thank you, Holy Spirit, an issue like this this, this leper hat that isolates him from society. It isolates him. I told you last week he has to announce that he's unclean so that people can get away from him. It isolates you. And isolation is not good. And so we have to look at a situation where how can we bring you back into society so that you can be amongst the rest of us? When I told you all about the man with the withered hand, how can we get you to a place where you can be like the rest of us? How can we get to equality? Those of us that are in the multitude, Well, you may have a problem, but it's not as severe as the leper. You should feel blessed to see that Jesus would take the time to individually take care of this person. Right. Why should I be encouraged by that, Reverend Jackson? I'm glad you asked that question. You should be encouraged by that, because if I can look at Jesus and say, listen, 
He took the time to minister to this specific person that had a specific need. Even though some of us have needs, it doesn't seem to be as urgent as his need. Listen, I should be encouraged when I see him do that, because if I'm ever in his position, he'll do the same thing for me. He'll do the same thing for me. We used to have a saying. We used to have a saying, where there before the grace of God go I. We used to say that, right? And we understood that, that when we saw people who were struggling, people who are compromised, people who are in a rough position, we used to recognize that could be me. I could be that person. I could be that person on the side of the road begging for money and food. I could be that person that has to sleep outside in the winter. I could be that person that has a disease that, that really cannot be cured. I could be that person. And so it caused us to be grateful instead of saying, what about me? We said, I got my problems, but, but it's not as severe as this person's problems. When we talk about marginalized people in this country, you should be able to say, I, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I hate to be so pointed, but, but, but it is what it is. As, as, as a white person, you should be able to say, I, I've, got my, I've got my problems, but I don't have to worry when my son gets pulled over by the police, whether or not he's going to live, right? Nobody is tweeting about my son saying uh, he should have complied or he, and he wouldn't have died. I don't have that problem. And so we, we used to understand this. And this is particularly, again, when I hear people in the church saying things like all lives matter as Christians, we should be able to understand that it is by the grace of God that I'm not dealing with what they're dealing with. And so when we had that mentality there before the grace of God go, I, we were sympathetic to people and their issues. And we were saying to ourselves, listen, let, let's, let's get them to a place where they don't have to deal with that. And so, so many, so many in this nation, as we look at this text again, they're in the multitudes. So many in the church that, that are silent on issues within the black community, you're in the multitude where you don't have these problems. You don't have these issues. You're in the multitude and you're following Jesus. And it is not upon you to get an attitude when a marginalized person shows up and Jesus says, stop, we need to pay attention to this person. And I told you all about the man with the withered hand. I just preached on it this, this Sunday. Jesus pulled him out in front of the congregation so everybody could see this person is compromised and I'm going to do something about his issue. As a nation, we should be looking at, okay, black people are having a problem right now. Let's look at their issue. Let's not deny that it's real just because it's not happening to us. Let's look at it and let's not deny that their, their pain and their anguish is real. It's real. So if you're in the multitude and you're listening to me right now, don't, don't look at the leper. Don't look at the person with the issue, the man with the withered hand. Don't look at those. Don't look at those people that are marginalized in society and say, we all got problems. I want you to look at them and say, I don't have a problem with Jesus singling you out today because we all got problems, but I'm not facing what you're facing. Completely different. And there before the grace of God, go, I, I could be in your shoes. So let me help you get out of those shoes and put you on level ground.
That's how the gospel goes to marginalized people. Jesus is all about restoration and bringing all of us to the same level. Yeah, we all got problems, but they ain't the same problems. And some some stuff needs immediate attention. And it does not mean that Jesus loves you any less because he took care of somebody first. You should be encouraged if you're in the multitude. When you see Jesus ministering to the marginalized to say, listen, it's good to know that if I'm ever in that position, Jesus will come to my rescue. And if you look at the text that we did today and I'm done, he'll actually do something before he says something. Oh, he won't hashtag me. He won't post about it. He won't, you know, hope that I get better because he had good intentions. He's going to do something first. And then uh, he'll say something. He's going to do something about it first. And then he'll say something. So if you're in the multitude, I want you to be encouraged. He hasn't forgotten about you. He knows you're there. But it's just that I need to look at this person right here. In this nation right now, there's so many that are in the multitude and they need to learn that it's not that your issues are not serious. It's not that your issues don't matter. It's not that Jesus don't care about what you're going through, but sometimes somebody needs a little more attention. If you're in the multitude right now that don't need stimulus money, and really, I don't know that that's a multitude, but if you're in that group that don't need stimulus money right now, you should be like there before the grace of God. Go, I, I could need it, but I don't need it. But somebody needs it. Everybody ain't at work. Stop telling people to just open up the country and go to work and put your health at risk. We, we shouldn't have to give you money. No, 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 no. That's not how this goes. Marginalized people need help. And again, as a church, we should never have a position of all lives and all this. Like, as I said at, at the beginning of this series, I said, that's the right message in terms of salvation. Jesus cares about everybody's soul. That's the right message in terms of salvation. But when it, when it comes down to dealing with people and the issues and restoration and helping folks out, it is definitely not a biblical message to say Jesus would be concerned about all lives. Jesus will be concerned about all souls. Jesus knows that all lives aren't balanced. How do I know that? Because Jesus says foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests, but the son of man does not have a place to lay his head. So Jesus understood firsthand what it was like to be marginalized. That's why he spent so much time ministering to him, because he's like, I've walked in your shoes. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be an outcast. Jesus lets you know, listen, my own family didn't receive me. My own hometown didn't receive me. I had to go somewhere else and do my works because they were looking at me saying, aren't you just a carpenter's son? They looked down on me because even in that realm, I'm marginalized. He understands. Don't ever make it seem like Jesus don't understand. That's not a Christian message and you don't have Bible to back it up. But I've got plenty of Bible to show you that Jesus cared about marginalized people. That's all the time that we got for this particular episode. I hope you enjoyed that series. If, if you're catching this um, again, this is week 10. You can go back and listen to that. I believe that it'll bless you. I believe that'll give you some perspective, but that's all the time that we got. I don't know how God's going to take us next, but uh, we'll be back next Monday with something. <laughs> He's going, it may not be a series. It may be a standalone, but we will see uh, what the Lord gives us for next week. But that's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, 
Best way to do that is check us out at the ministries website, that website, www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to check out the bookstore, uh, purchase any of our written works, best way to do that is to find us at the publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. Listen, wherever you listen to this podcast, we encourage you to like it, subscribe it, uh, share with your friends and family, give us your feedback if you're so inclined, and we would definitely, definitely appreciate that from you. Again, that's all the time that we've got for the Purpose and Beyond podcast, Monday Morning Discipleship. We pray that you all are blessed by what you heard on today, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.